Welcome to the Lucky 10,000 Season 4 with your host, Evan. This season, badass women from history. Hey guys, this is Evan with the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than finding the perfect song to go with the perfect guest on a perfect episode of the Lucky 10,000. Before we get into why that matters, I would like to thank Podbean and Stitcher and iTunes for hosting us. Um, I would like to say the song you heard at the beginning of the episode was Labretta Suede and the Motel 6. The song is called Do the Savas. If you like that song, I will be playing the entire version of that song after the episode proper is over. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Reason Defined singer Paulina for giving us a new vocal track this year to do the uh, intro. That's her voice, her speaking voice you heard. And everybody I've contacted so far has been so awesome about supplying their music. And I just really want to say thank you to all those guys who've done it and say thank you to my guests today, because what we have in the nerd geek punk duplex is uh, other podcast on the Bearded Ones Network, uh, Teddy and the Baseman. Teddy and the Baseman, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. I'm recording this third. I don't know what lineup in the actual season it will go. But as you know, if you listen to this show, we are doing a season on badass women of history. And it's funny because the people I've approached about it, some of them have been a little wishy-washy. Some of them needed to do research. I'm pretty sure that Teddy immediately went, oh, Queen Elizabeth. So we are going to be talking about Queen Elizabeth, and we're going to be doing it a different way a little bit, because I'm not going to be contributing as much to the conversations as much as I'm going to be doing an interview, because I want to be one of the lucky 10,000 this year. I know a little bit about Queen Elizabeth. I do have a fascination with Henry VIII. In fact, I had an issue choosing the perfect theme song for this show, because the Libretta Suede song fits you guys' aesthetic so well. However, uh, there is another song that uh, another band did that I'm going to use on a different episode uh, called Letting, I think it was called Letting the Heads Roll or something like that. Where the subject would be perfect. But especially if we were doing an episode on Henry VIII, I wouldn't have a choice. (laughs) But, you know, my, most of my information from Queen Elizabeth comes from a couple of sources, mainly the movie with Kate Blanchett uh, and the Tudors, which I got obsessed with. I am, I am a fellow obsessy of the Tudors. I found it so fascinating. I love that. And so everyone knows about Queen Elizabeth, the quote unquote, wink, wink, virgin queen. Mm -hmm. When do you guys remember her really coming into your sphere and being someone that you went, Oh, this is interesting. I mean, I'm sure you're taught in primary school about her. My first uh, sort of inkling of her was Glenda Jackson yes, in yeah. the 70s. Um, very, very sort of strong performance. Um, uh, so it was... Um, it, it, the the name of the that particular series was Elizabeth R. And okay. it was actually on Netflix for a while. Um, uh, it, it is dated because of how it, it was recorded in mm-hmm. England. Everything looks like they, because back then the BBC looked like they they filmed everything in a cardboard box. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everything's very boxy and very kind of uh, flat because of their recording. Not much outside broadcast. It was all sort of yeah. in the studio, yeah. so it had a sort of a sepia feel. Yeah, everything but, was um, quite quite bland and flat. But it was almost like watching a play. 
Yes, it, it was exactly. very play like. Uh, yeah. And Glenda Jackson was magnificent. They mm-hmm. started at the beginning because the thing that most people don't get, and if as you say, and and you will appreciate this, watching the Tudors, it was fabulous. But it really ended right at the end of yes. of Henry's life, and it's a kind of a pity that they didn't continue that because her her story itself would have made is such a great soap. That was actually my biggest complaint about that show in general is huge chunks of his life were missing. You go from the end of one season to beginning of the next and it's like he's already through a wife. What happened? I want to see that. Yeah. And and the fact was that that Elizabeth's mother Anne Boleyn was such sort of a victim stroke Mm -hmm. seductress of her her own family, mm-hmm. you know, were really pushing her cause. I don't know, you know, if you watch different things, if you read different things, you'll hear that Anne was a real schemer in her mm-hmm. own right. You also hear that she was just kind of a victim of her her own Play very well by the uh, enchanting Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer, who's got really big thighs, and I appreciate that she was not afraid I love, to show them. I love that. her constant smirk. That's oh, yeah. my favorite thing that, about her. That girl just has a. She was born with it. Yeah. But uh, the 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 problem was that Elizabeth, from the almost the beginning of her life, was in trouble. Yeah. Because no sooner had Anne popped her out, yeah. and she wasn't a male right. heir, right. then she was pretty much relegated on the sides. And when Anne was then um, taken to prison. And their marriage was declared null and void. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth was officially a bastard, and so yeah, she that was, was really fucked. Extremely interesting to me in the history is how she survived for so long, and well, how she even, and how Mary, her sister, didn't immediately behead her because right. they couldn't even agree on the same faith. Well, now, no, and that was that was her big. Elizabeth had two main things that she fought all her life. The Catholic Church mm-hmm. and her faith, her Protestant faith, and her own sex. Yes. Because women were just deemed not suitable as rulers. And they even, there was a great quote from the Tudors that said, there will be no female monarchs right. in England. England is a, a male monarchy. And, and So let me ask you, of all the influential rulers of England uh, over the, the, the centuries of its existence... Of all the people that it's almost like serial killers in a way. Like you hear about Zodiac and he's interesting, but there's some that have are way more prolific. What is it about Elizabeth that you think sticks around with people so much? I think her strength and the fact that she was uh she was prepared to take on the um the the male dominated world mm-hmm. and say, Look, I can do it better. Uh, and stronger. Yeah, and I guess that was one of the things too, because Bloody Mary, her sister, you know, is looked at as a pretty ruthless ruler, but she had a husband, and she was so uh, enamored of her husband, and because she even had a fake pregnancy, mm-hmm. because she was so determined to have an heir, and mm-hmm. she, and Mary was also kind of a victim of the same problems that Elizabeth had, as far as being declared a bastard mm-hmm. and then being kind of messed around and almost being put to but death. But that's what fascinated me about that story the most is that when Mary knew her days were numbered, why not just kill Elizabeth right then? She could easily have had her beheaded. Yeah. It's not like it didn't run in the family. I, I think, <laughs> I, I think in all honesty, I think her husband prevented her from doing it. Okay. Because he, 
was uh, very vain. Uh, Prince Philip, uh, King, well, he was Prince Philip or King Philip, was a very vain man. He was yeah. very much in love with himself. He was also looking at the long game. He was saying, Mary is not, uh, she, she's not going to be long for this world. She right. was in very poor health. Elizabeth is going to be crowned the queen. I could marry her. I could rule England. I see. And so he pretty much prevented it, doing all that stuff about, oh, it's your Christian duty to be kind to your sister, blah, blah, blah. And he's thinking, all right, Mary's going to kick the bucket pretty soon. I'll marry Elizabeth. That's interesting. And and I'll take over. Because, again, it was just not thought of that a woman was going to be able to rule. Especially one so young. She was only 25. Yeah. She became queen. And Which, you know, is, is young today. I don't know that it's that young back then, because what was life expectancy? Well, 50? Life, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. when do you think that she had spent most of that time, uh, as when she was younger, kind of being trained as a princess yeah. until she was falling out of favor, until Anne Boleyn fell out of favor? Yeah. And then she was just carted off. She spent time in the Tower of London um, because she had been accused of being part of a Protestant plot right. to, to overthrow Mary. So Mary kind of wanted her out of the way right but she didn't feel like it was politically sound to get rid of her well and obviously you guys are very knowledgeable about elizabeth i know a little bit about her but in case you're not let's do a little catch-up henry the eighth was the ruler of england he created the church of england he he was married to catherine of aragon aragon who gave birth to uh mary yes and he met Anne Boleyn, fell madly in love with her, changed the entire religion of England, mm-hmm. had a baby with her, Elizabeth, and then thought she was a traitor, beheaded her. Everybody knows about Henry VIII beheading his wives. Yeah. But at this point, at what point in Elizabeth's life did she become Protestant? Well, she was brought up in that faith because yeah. the people, because her mother was reform, uh, a reformer, as they called it. Because at the time, there was no... Church of England right. at the time. There was just the Reformation was, was happening. Actually, in actuality, Elizabeth is considered the the originator of the Church of England or the, the person who sort of chartered the Church right. of England. But then Henry does have a son, yeah. which, is, which is all he ever wanted. Yeah. He wants a male heir yeah. to the throne. So yeah. at this point, you assume, oh, when Henry's gone, it's his son. And Mary and Elizabeth, it would be his son, it would be Maybe Mary, Mary and it would be Elizabeth. Yeah. In succession. Yeah. Now, his son was Catholic or no? His son was raised Catholic. Unfortunately, uh, Edward died when he was 15. Right. And there was a coup at that time to revert England back to the Protestant faith. by And, and what they did was um, a very distant relative, mm-hmm. four times removed, a cousin of a cousin of a cousin named Jane Grey, was put on the throne. She was Queen Jane for nine days. And then there was a revolt. She was put to death. Wow. She and her husband were put to death. And she was a child. She Talk about someone who was just nothing more than a political pawn. Yeah. Uh, Lady Jane Grey was, was the perfect example of that. There's a fantastic um, film uh, called Lady Jane, and yeah. it stars uh, Helena Bonham Carter oh, and yeah, Carrie Elvis. Oh, yeah, check that out. And it's absolutely beautiful. Patrick Stewart plays her husband. It's absolutely one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Yeah, so at this point in Elizabeth's life, she's probably not really expecting to be queen. She's no, like, oh, I don't have to worry about she, this bullshit. No. I got a brother. Yeah. I got a sister that he prefers. I'm yeah. just going to live my life and have fun. Yeah. And then she's 25. My brother's dead. 
My sister's dead. Half the country hates me because I'm Protestant. And guess what? Now I'm the queen. Yeah. yeah. And of course, everybody started trying to tell her what to do. Right. And we think of Elizabeth as being this big, you know, strong person. She wasn't always. She she felt very obligated to listen to her mm-hmm. her governors and, and her ministers. And a lot of them pushed her and pulled her oh, yeah. in, into the wrong directions. But that's what I think that movie captured so well mm-hmm. is the image of Elizabeth. It was almost a prequel to the Elizabeth we see in the paintings yeah. because she is portrayed anyway as this typical young woman yeah. doesn't know what to do. She's thrown into this position of authority. She's got people on both sides telling her what to do. She's got people trying to kill her. She has a quote unquote lover, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, it gets to the point where she's just like, oh my God. And that's when she becomes. The queen that we see yeah. in the paintings, and and in, well, and in, she was in also history. incredibly. What they also don't talk about was that she was incredibly intelligent. Yeah. She spoke like something like seven languages. Yeah, she had a, a huge, vast amount of of knowledge. She she liked to she she liked being smart. She mm-hmm. wanted to be smart, and she also realized this great big responsibility she mm-hmm. had. Her father was was the eighth Henry. Mm-hmm. Her her sister was Bloody Mary. She had this huge feeling that she needed to do something that meant something. Right. And and, and she, Henry had such a legacy. Yeah. Like nobody else, yeah. both in the positive and the negative. And I think she did want to get married because at that time, that's what women felt right. they were obligated to do. Get married, have a son. But it came to the point where I think she realized if I get married, then as a queen, I'm just a toothless tiger. Right. If I'm not married, and that's when that kind of the cult of the virgin queen, mm-hmm. the Gloriana queen mm-hmm. came right. about. But we don't think she was actually a virgin. No, 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 no. But what she did, she was great at marketing herself. Yeah. I'll give her this. She she was she, the Trump of the day. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was able to kind of take this and think, okay. And so that's why the older, the as you get later in her life and the portraits you see mm-hmm. she becomes less human looking and more and like more, a, an yes. icon like a like yeah. the the religious yeah. icons that well you and there see. is such a thing about monarchs where it really is they they really believe most of the time especially back then that they're there because god wants them yes. to be yeah, and she was probably more practical than that but she said look i mean this is what i assume if this is yeah. what people want I'm going to show them that I am, I'm almost, and you know, the look that she chose was that, that pearl white, you know, that flawless, Mm -hmm. like angelic look. She looked otherworldly. Yeah. But the the problem was, is that she had suffered from smallpox as a young Mm. woman and she had horrific scars. Oh, I didn't know that. This covered it up. And also, you also have to remember that the the makeup that they used was heavily lead based. Yeah. So not only lead white, and so not only is she covering herself up to hide all these scars, but she's also making herself ill, and 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 she's it's caused hair loss, which is why you know her the hairline got further and further back because she was using these things that that made her ill. And uh, the the thing was that that you also have to remember the time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was not a. There, there's some people that portray her like I know it's Shakespeare in Love. They portrayed her as being a big patron of the mm-hmm. arts, so that Shakespeare and Christopher Marlowe and those. And they say she really wasn't, but she was also savvy enough to know that if she didn't like resist them. 
And she did the same thing with the the Catholic Church. She was not a real, you know, super killer uh, Protestant like her sister was an mm-hmm. absolute fanatical Catholic. She also realized that half of her subjects, especially up in the North, are still very heavily Catholic. Mm-hmm. She kind of learned to play them a little bit better. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because she had such a long rule. How long was 44 she? 44 years. 44 years, which is incredible mm-hmm. for that period. I mean, Elizabeth too is really working on banging right. that out. But, you know, yeah. to be able to do that, and she didn't, because, you know, Henry had his issues with civil out, outbreaks and civil yeah. wars and things like that. Yeah. Did she have to deal with with much of that? Or was her ability to play both sides, did it keep the country reasonably peaceful she, under her? She was she was able to do that. And also the fact that uh, still Spain and France were still trying to muscle in. And also from from Scotland, you get Mary, uh, Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. who's her contemporary, who also has a legitimate claim to the yes. throne. And Mary, Queen of Scots, was related to Elizabeth by... They were cousins, I think. I can't remember. I've got it written down here, but I'll have to shuffle through my my mountains of notes. uh, Yeah, I've got these mountains of notes, and I also can't read very well anymore because I'm blind. But... um, yeah, she, they were, um, they were contemporaries, and Mm -hmm. she eventually had Mary, Queen of Scots, arrested and Mm -hmm. for for treason and had her beheaded. And that was the sad thing because I remember hearing a really cool podcast about that uh, by some historians where uh, that was a huge regret in her life and she felt like she'd lost a sister in a way, but they never met face to face. Not not really. They they had, I think that they had um, corresponded. Yes. But her... When she was, as she got older, she did have lovers. She, Robert mm-hmm. Dudley was. Um, well, that was, was the one they portrayed in the movie love. for sure. And, yeah. and there was, I heard a lot of rumors about that. She supposedly gave him a bedroom next to hers, yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah, they did fall out of favor later on, and he actually married. She actually suggested that he marry Mary Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of a ploy to be able to control her a little mm-hmm. bit more. Uh, neither of them knew it at the time. She sort of proposed a marriage uh, without letting them know about it, apparently, <laughs> and uh, neither one of them were really enthusiastic about it. But in, in the end, Robert Dudley lost his head as well. He was she. Uh, ended up getting rid of him as well because she just got kind of well and that's the interesting thing too is i feel like henry had a legacy of fear basically because everyone knew that he would take your head off in an instant how did people feel about elizabeth the impression that history gives us is that she was a pretty beloved queen yes well she was called good queen bess and Mm -hmm. she she also what what she understood very well was also commerce mm-hmm. well, and that's one thing that there was always a, a controversy about her is that most people wanted her to concentrate on the loftier goals of politics mm-hmm. and religion and she's sitting there looking out at this new world because Francis Drake's just circum yeah right just circumcise the globe I do that every no. time I just no. I do that every time. Well, that uh, would be make it. A, that would, that would prove it, yeah. the flat earthers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Francis Drake had just circumnavigated the globe, and she championed that. And she knew that there, this was sort of the future. That that if she, if she could get her name out there, and and so she starts. She made a uh, deal with the Dutch East Indies Company, and she sent out um, her English 
pilots with their Dutch ships to go to places like China and Japan and and spread the word in that way mm -hmm. about herself. She was really big into becoming, I mean, she was the first one who said, let's go out and, and make, yeah. put England on the map. She so realized the, um, the great uh, um, benefit from alliances. And I think she, she um, sent people out to say we could be, um, I want to say be friends, but we could yeah. be, um, allies and and we don't have to compete against each other right you know well what was what were the the conflicts that she had to lord over were, were there any big wars with other countries during um, her reign uh, absolutely the Amada? yeah the, the one of the things that was the problem is that the all these countries were always making and breaking treaties with mm -hmm. one another and you know in the tutors every five minutes you know spain or france or yeah. the empire or whoever they were always vying for affections for each other and she was no different she uh, because the Netherlands were Protestant at the time, they formed this alliance, but mm -hmm. they fell out, and they, you know, it was in and out and in and out. How was she as a? How was she as a diplomat? I think she was pretty diplomatic, and I think that she understood that she could use her femininity to kind of cajole and and I hate to say cajole because it sounds very calculating, but I guess it was a bit calculating. She said, "Okay, let me charm these diplomats, let me charm these emissaries, well, let me she, make them she wasn't feel sorry a pushover no. right. at all. She, her strength came from diplomacy and yeah. um, realizing that you know you can speak softly but carry a big stick with, yeah with honey yeah, yeah yeah you can you can be a little bit she her one of her mottos was video et tacho which is i hear but say nothing mm -hmm. so she was always looking for that main chance to to see who she could form an alliance with whatever um the, the one of the biggest things that everybody remembers about her is her way of dealing with the Spanish Armada. The Spain decided that they were going to invade. They put together this massive fleet. They headed for England and England braced for war. And they said, this could be it. If this Armada breaks through, we're fucked. You know, this is going to be it for us. And what they didn't actually know, because of course, no, no way of knowing in the days is that while the Spanish Armada is, is you know, lumbering towards for, toward England, a bunch of English fire ships go out and just whip the shit out of them. <laughs> and they go limping back. Some limp back to Spain. Some of them kind of floated on into and Ireland. Spanish, the Spanish were a pretty respected navy at the time. Yes, they, yes. they were quite respected. And, and especially the Spanish and the Portuguese were both, you know, great travelers, great warships, great um, exploration ships. And so this, this was the famous moment when she walked out that she donned this silver breastplate over her white virginal velvet gown and rode out on horseback and she made that great great um speech about i may be a weak and feeble woman but i have the heart and the stomach of a king and a king mm -hmm. of england mm -hmm. and i take oh I, in fact i've got the quote here because it's, it's fabulous it gives me chills every time i know i have the body of a weak and feeble woman but i have the heart and stomach of a king and of a king of england too and I think foul scorn that Parma or Spain or any prince of Europe should dare to invade the borders of my realm. See, I've heard that quote, uh, but I heard a slightly different version. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty much exactly what you said, except at the end of it, I heard she went, nah. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. So there, uh, yeah. So, and and it's a, it, it must have been a very exciting moment because all these British yobs, you know, who are out there going, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. whatever. Of course. So then they hear that the Armada is gone. It's right, floundered. Right. And she's the hero of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she actually didn't do anything. <laughs> because you said about the um, the Spanish being such a, a force, that was an, a huge embarrassment mm-hmm. for them oh, yes. to be defeated and to, um, you know, uh, um, get the tail between the legs. And Yeah. You know, um, yeah the, the story that most people don't know is that years later she uh, formed the British Armada, or what they called the. Let me hold hold on a second. You can you can edit out my. The, it's okay. The English Armada or the Counter Armada, it had um, twenty three thousand three hundred seventy five men and one hundred fifty ships, led by Sir Francis Drake, and they went. They were going to retaliate. They suffered a crushing defeat. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute humiliation on on our part and. And completely set back all the all the good works that the defeat yeah. of the Spanish Armada did, and it kind of made it kind of tarnished her reputation. And her reputation as she got older and a bit more out of touch with things did wane. She was no longer considered the the great good Queen Bess that she had been. As Why she is that? Older. Um, new Parliament, new men, and yeah. that you know a lot of them had died off. And so I guess that's what people men. forget too. Especially at that time, as we think of monarchs having absolute power and whatever they said went, mm-hmm. but they still had to deal with some form of government. Yeah. They, they did, and and her her government was didn't take her as seriously as right. the first government did. Her her master of spies, Walsingham, who was so good at what he did and and uh, was good at propaganda as well, he was gone, and mm-hmm. so she was sort of relegated as just being a figurehead again, and and one that was slightly out of touch with things mm-hmm. and they didn't feel like she had the had the pull that she mm-hmm. had originally had i think it took a long while to to get the measure of her so when the the new government governments came in they were stronger and more powerful because of her yeah yeah can, i'm sorry can you say that part again the paper was a little oh well, i'm so sorry it's okay it's okay <laughs> i think um the new governments got the measure of her so that they were stronger and harder mm-hmm. to to um, tackle. And I think it was a result of her strength yeah. that they had to work harder and um, put spies in the network to just defeat, you know... A, a <laughs> I'm so parts. impressed with how much you guys know. I mean, yeah. I mean... Obviously, you guys in England probably got taught yeah. about her a lot more than we did here. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're a bit of an Anglophile. Yeah. A bit of one. A bit of one. <laughs> well, I, I think she's a fascinating character. She is. Because she was a woman in a time when women were really second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. She was a queen at a time when England said, we will have no female monarch. She was a, a bit of a rock star of her mm-hmm. time because she was, in, in, her, in her youth, extremely popular. She loved dancing. She loved to... Uh, be in plays. She was very intelligent. She was, she but that's was also the side of her we don't see very much. You don't yeah. think of Elizabeth the first as this lady who liked to go out dancing. 
Yeah. You right. know what I mean? But you don't was, see that. Yeah. She was a massive lover of dance. She liked, she liked plays. She wasn't like a, a, a real um, super patron of arts, right. but she appreciated the arts. It's, it's so like her Elizabeth II. You know, people don't see her um, uh, hunting on the lodge mm-hmm. or, or the uh, humor of the comedy. The orgies. The lo- Nobody yeah. sees those. <laughs> right. you know. hey, I mean, they say that Elizabeth II is an incredible mimic. Yeah. yeah. It's great fun, too. She loves to do things like that. But I imagine, too, as a monarch, it's it's different than being the president. Because people like to see a human side to a president. But yeah. as a monarch, you have the entire... Yes appearance of england on your shoulders now obviously we have a boob as a president right now and we aren't exactly the proudest of him but when you're a monarch you have to carry yourself with such sophistication i think the um the uh, image of a monarch is uh it's sort of um promulgated in the the country what your reputation you know you can't go on social media and say what's the queen doing now so the the, her image was uh, sort of hearsay, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So her, we had we had to have the the, the court um, um, reporters to say what she'd done. Right. And, sure. and, and they, I know that she also. You're talking about her image, right. and I know that as as time went on, she kept employing the same. Uh, painter, the mm-hmm. same artist, because she wanted a certain look. Right. And uh, now it wasn't it, the same guy. It couldn't have been the same guy. It, that it was wasn't Holbein. No, okay. Hans Holbein. No, um, I do have his name, but again, I'm probably going to have to. It's okay. Just right through here, but um, his um, oh God, let me see. Ed, Edmund Spencer was okay. her um, was her 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 official portrait painter. But the thing was that she was also as she got older. Uh, being you know a monarch, being rich, she was. They were one of the few people that were able to have amounts of sugar and and different thing, different more delicacies. Yeah, it is amazing how much we take for granted. Yeah, and and they, and but but because of that, her teeth were more rotten, right. and she had trouble with her teeth. In fact, it it got to the point where her she lost so many teeth, her teeth were rotten that certain emissaries would come and say they had difficulty understanding her because mm-hmm. she was talking through this mouth of rotten and mm-hmm. missing teeth. And, of course, all of Edmund Spencer was being paid a very generous pension, so he knew which side of, oh, uh, yeah. of his bread was being buttered. So he was making her look very good, and <laughs> even though she was you know, probably the, the queen that we think of today in those portraits is a very different thing. Oh, Tangential sure. fun fact... What's the biggest armada? What country has the biggest armada? I don't know. Disney. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> what? Until, yeah, Disney, Disney has the biggest uh, biggest armada. Yeah. How? They got so many ships yeah. and uh, oh. flotillas, and yeah. Boy, I had to be an army at sea seeing, like, Goofy coming at me <laughs> with, like, a sword in his hand. We're going to take care of you, well, yuck. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what's interesting? You say because I I know a little bit about uh, what you say. His name was Walsingham. Walsingham. Yes. Walsingham. And but you said something I didn't really think about, and I also think that's an interesting uh, sort of sidebar because you're right. We do have so much social media these days. Cameras following people around mm-hmm. all the time. If you're famous, you had so much more control back then to dictate 
what the people knew yes. and saw about you, oh, yes. what you wanted your image mm-hmm. to be. Exactly. I mean, it's classic dictatorial talk to have somebody go out there and say, oh my God, our leader can lift 500 pounds with one hand. Yeah. But back then, she really could yeah. put a message to him and go, this is the way I this want people to see me. This is the way I want people me. to see me. The thing is that when the, the, first, when the first week I was in England, and this, this really kind of brings it all to back to me what this means and why mm-hmm. I wanted to, to talk about this yeah. first. Um, Baseman was in uh, Scotland Yard at the time. I went up into the city while he was at Scotland Yard, and I decided to take a tour of Westminster Abbey. Uh, it is a wonderful place. It will totally, to it will totally overwhelm you. It's so mm-hmm. vast and huge. And her tomb is there. It'll, correct? Yeah. And I walked up to her tomb, saw the effigy of her lying on the tomb, and suddenly, it wasn't a movie with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. It wasn't a, a film. It wasn't a series with Glenda yeah. Jackson. It wasn't the Tudors. This was a living, breathing right. woman who had had done all this for England and had changed England forever that england was not the same country mm-hmm. that it had been when she died she totally changed its complexion its its ideals its morals everything about it was changed in her life are the tudors bloodline the most effectual rulers that england has ever had really yeah i mean i think they're they're one of the most notorious i would think i mean there's all the little bloodlines after that got Mm -hmm. really because after she died then king james stewart took over the stewarts took over Mm -hmm. and uh it's a lot the hanovers yeah a lot of inbreeding yeah yeah and then they got some you know they went over to germany and and dragged over george and his family the hanovers and so it got kind of it got kind of weird out there. I guess the the regency or the um, the Georgian. Uh, but the fact we still presidents. speak about her mm-hmm. and her legacy mm-hmm. means she has a a huge impact in the country. Well, it's interesting if you think back. Like I I know a little bit, not nearly as much as you guys do about English history, and I'm like, okay, Magna Carta. Who was the guy that was that? <laughs> what was his name? Yeah. I mean, it's it like, does get a little bit confusing because there's such well, a, that's true. A, a mishmash, and there's so many Richards, and there's so many Henrys, yeah. and and uh, of course Henry always Henry the Eighth always felt like he should have his own, you know, Agincourt. You know, yeah. he always wanted to ha- make a name for him. And I do love that moment in the Tudors when the um, the uh, imperial ambassador says, "I have no doubt." that your reign will be remembered. Because you know? mm-hmm. he says something about, I want to be you know, immortalized. He said, oh, well, I think people will remember Oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I wonder if people knew at the time that Elizabeth would leave the legacy she she did. I don't think so. I think that they thought, oh, shit, here's another female. You know, Mary was not exactly the most yeah. popular or um, beloved of no. monarchs at the time. She, she was a mess, really. She was a hot mess. I, I guess mean, she really proved the point that people will handle a couple of people burned at the stake. Yeah. But once you cross a line, that's when people are like, hey, I think you might have some anger issues. Yeah, and, and she was so influenced by her husband, who was yeah, right. who was totally pulling the strings for Spain, and and that was something that people resented was that they knew that she was 
incredibly enthralled mm-hmm. by Philip, and she wanted to do everything for him, so much to the point where her body lied to her and told her that it was pregnant. I mean, she was that that kind of mental... Yeah, that was fascinating to me efficiency. about her. I mean, we could probably do a whole separate episode right. on Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. but I was... So, one thing I don't remember about Elizabeth, so she's, she's 44 years as the monarch. How did she die? Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to The Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on The Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something, like, about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. I, it was funny to me. <laughs> hey, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell it. Come anything. on over and listen to the bearded ones podcast, I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs> um, i buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. Yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. You don't want to, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Bearded Pods Network. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bassman. We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the Baseman. Well, she she started going into a really great big depression near the end of her life. And uh, she a lot of her friends died. Dudley died. Mm-hmm. Um, there was She kind of started feeling uh, increasingly alone. Now, and, she and, and, beheaded uh, Dudley, correct? Um, let me... I mean, not personally, obviously. She wasn't swinging the axe. Let me see. Hang on a second, because I was reading about this. Because Dudley is is one of those those um, figures that's a little bit <laughs> bit um, oh, shuffling papers. Sorry, it's okay. you, can it's edit, okay. you, you can edit this out. I mean, I actually, you know, the 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 intro to our station break for the show is shuffling papers. I love the sound of shuffling papers. Okay. The only reason I said anything is with oh well, oh well, and I did want to mention this, and this is something that that. I didn't really realize um, when after Henry died, mm-hmm. Catherine Parr, his last wife, mm-hmm. uh, married Thomas Seymour. And if, if you remember in the Tudors, there was yes. a little. A, a, well, they took Elizabeth in for a time. She was fourteen years at the time. Thomas Seymour molested her. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know this either. I didn't realize it. And Catherine Parr. It wasn't exactly complicit in this, yeah. but I don't think she she thought it was just a bit of fun and you know yeah. slap and tickle, and and it turned out that and some there is a, a school of thought that that was one of the reasons she decided not to marry was that she had been a bit traumatized. Did she do anything to him when she became queen? Uh, he was eventually arrested on suspicions of plotting to marry her and overthrow um, the Lord Protector. Boy, don't you wish you could arrest somebody for that these days? Yeah, I believe that person wants to marry me. <laughs> yes. throw them in the brigand. Yes, well, she did, and they they. Now, he ended up being beheaded. That I do know. and uh, I'm sure that was a, a much better day for her than when Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> She's probably the one that did swing the axe that time. Right. Oh, right. let's see here. And she didn't swing it at the big head first. No, no Robert, no. I, I I lied. You'll have to edit this out. Robert Dudley okay. was, not, was not beheaded. Um, he he did die, but uh, he, he died later on in his life. Okay, so they after. stayed... 
at least close for most of her life. Yeah, she so, he did he did marry eventually, and his mm-hmm. wife um, was uh, not in very good health the whole yeah. time. So they did continue a liaison. In fact, um, after Elizabeth's own death, there was a note from him found in her most personal belongings, and she had written his last letter in, in oh, her handwriting. Wow. It's really quite poignant, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So she's at the, towards the end of her life. She's what? In her 50s, 60s? Um, I can tell you that too because, yes, I've got that as also in my notes. Here I mean, you said, you said so much just based on pure memory. I'm impressed by that. Because uh, <laughs> um, I remember what I saw on TV. She... <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying. She was born in fifty. She was born in uh, 1933. Uh, she was her coronation. 1433. 1433. 1533. 1533. She she was um she was her reign began in 1558. Okay. And it ended in 1603. So it was just under um 40 years, and so she was born in 33, and she died in 03. So what is that? No. Uh, I'm I'm shit. 70. seventy. She was seventy years old. Wow. She was seventy years old. Seventy years old in sixteen oh three. That must have been Oof. astonishing yeah. to people. Well, yeah. yeah, and it and it was and and she she had started going through a real depressive mo- uh, mm-hmm. after time after uh, several friends had died and. Bearing in mind the monarchy would have the best physicians sure. and oh, yeah. the best yeah. um uh, not the best the, dentists the best not the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. and and uh yeah not the best not the best uh makeup uh no. consultants either because of of all the stuff she so because they were they were um because um, they were um susceptible to um good food mm-hmm. you know the gout mm-hmm. is oh yeah, is gout was a huge, yeah, yeah. That was a huge um, problem. The 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 diet is particularly bad. Mm-hmm. They're rich, you know. Yeah. yeah, the physicians were probably saying, you know, we've got this uh, this new route. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want to try on you. So yeah. she was a bit yeah, of a try this new batch of leeches. Yeah, I was going to say uh, a yeah, guinea pig. Yeah. But of yeah. course, the the queen's physician. Would have been a uh, you know a much regarded yeah yeah and thing. she yeah that was another thing near the end of her life is she started having an affair with one of her physicians mm-hmm. and that caused a little mini scandal it's like oh you're not supposed to be having it you're the virgin queen you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be interested in men they're supposed to be you know that's supposed to all be beneath you and that was another kind of thing that that caused her popularity to slip off the rails a bit because suddenly they the people were realizing that she was made of clay right. and that she, was she wasn't perfect and she was fallible. But um, essentially she, she died of, of kind of old age brought on by illness and, and just general decay of the yeah. body. And uh, she, they said that she would, she were, was having a lot of trouble with depression. Um, she would sometimes just sit for hours, just, Absolutely emotionless mm. and just be almost in a catatonic state. Would you think for the powerhouse she was to be sort of dwindling in, mm-hmm. in sort of um, um, faculties is so That's sad. That's got to be really difficult. Oh. It is It is really sad. And the thing is that, that this was back in the days before raging... Uh, intermarrying it was there was not a lot of inbreeding at the time so she was still a pretty strong stock her her father was henry fucking right i mean he was he was nobody to piss about with right and and i think honestly 
I have this grudging admiration for Anne Boleyn because I think that she was really a victim of her of her family's machinations. Oh, sure. I, I think that she really didn't want to get involved in this. She'd seen what he'd, he'd wrecked the reputation of her older sister. Mm-hmm. And she had to do the best she could. I think that she fought really hard for Elizabeth to try to make a... Uh, to, to secure her standing in in society and in mm-hmm. the monarchy. And when Elizabeth came along, she had to have known all this. Yeah. She had to have known the story of her, her Absolutely. mother. And, and how the, this And she probably life. heard the worst versions of her mother too. I'm sure oh, there she were probably did. plenty yes. of people who wanted yes. to tell her what a harpy oh, her yeah. mom was. What she, you know, they, they loved telling her, telling her about what we, a harlot she was. We and, really and wouldn't have a monarch of uh, her power and standing until um, uh, the Queen Mother, right? Really? Well, or or Victoria, I would say. Yeah, probably maybe Victoria. Victoria yeah, but yeah. Victoria wasn't really a sort of a. She was more a sort of a figurehead monarch yeah, than anything yeah, else, yeah, more, wasn't she? More, not a people person. Yeah. No, no, and she again because she had been so wrapped up in her husband, and when he died, mm-hmm. that just totally wrecked her. Um, I mean, everywhere you go in in London or in England or well, ma- mainly London, there are these beautiful statues mm-hmm. to Albert. Victoria and Albert. Victoria and Albert. Yeah. I mean, she she spent the rest of her life making monuments to him all right. over all over the city. And I I think that that again shows that Elizabeth was so strong that she Absolutely. stood on her own. And I, I just admire the fact that she was a woman in a time when there was no women leaders that, that were any, any time that a woman became queen, everybody thought, okay, how can we use her? Right. Who can we marry her to, to make the most advantageous um, match as far as political match, as far as allies, how can we use her? Yeah. And that's, she, her mother had been the victim of it. Her sister had been the victim right. of it. And she refused to be a victim. I mean, she, she it, it, they did play her at times. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. she, she got the last laugh about a lot of it. And, and it's un, an unfair um, uh, comparison, but we had uh, Margaret Thatcher mm-hmm. was saying, we're, you know, we're, I'm not going to be the weak and feeble woman. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. Iron Lady. And she was, and she she um, took on all the men, mm-hmm. all uh, mm-hmm. her, her own government, mm-hmm. to say, this is this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know I'm going to force it through. And as much as she she was responsible for um, lots of job losses and stuff, mm-hmm. she's a big strong woman. Right. Well, yeah, even near the end of her life when she was suffering from these horrible mouths of melancholy and, right. and there's this, this great quote, her, her doctor um, told her. I, I think you, we should, we, we should say not Margaret Thatcher. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back to Elizabeth. I can care less about Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maggie's got her own story that she, she can play, play her own story. But um, when her physician told her that she must go to bed, she said to him, must is not a word to use to princes, little man. <laughs> yes, well, kick ass. Uh, yes. This has been absolutely a fascinating conversation. I love how much you guys know. I love how passionate you are about it. We should probably wind it down. But real quickly, I want to ask both of you, what is one thing about Elizabeth that most people do not know that you wish that they did? 
My goodness. Whew, wow, that's tough. Um, Maybe well, you've already said it in the episode. I, I, I think it would be. She was vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that people wouldn't know. Um, but, you know, she was a woman. Yeah. So had... And, know, I, and I think that... I guess one of the things that always hits me is that she chose that life. Mm-hmm. She could have gone the easy route and gotten married because mm-hmm. everybody wanted her. Everybody courted her. And she could have been easy. It could have been an easy ride for her. Yeah. And she chose... She chose England. Right. And and I think that's that's the best thing you can say about her is when the chips down, she chose England. Yeah, I wish we had more leaders like that that would choose their country over personal yes. shit, over, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over greed or personal yeah. gain or over pol- politics or anything. She chose England. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, and I think you guys did an amazing job um, talking about this. Now, if someone wants to get in touch with you guys, or if there's maybe a podcast or a book you'd like to advertise on the podcast, please feel free. Yes, please do feel free to to go to uh, Teddy and the Baseman on Podbean and Stitcher. And we haven't had one in a while because we're just kind of recovering from, sure. from things, but we do mean to get back into the saddle as soon as we can catch our breath. If We've you're wondering why Teddy did all the talking, it's because I had a stroke a year ago and... Uh, <laughs> My you're doing own. very well. You're doing awesome. You. you have done an awesome job. I'm so proud. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a year ago today, yesterday. Yeah, more like, yeah. uh, well, it was a year ago, surgery. February 28th, okay. and he had he had major surgery on uh, April the 4th to to completely clean out a carotid artery and uh, I basically I lost the power of speech. Yeah. Not like I've got a sore throat. I right. lost the power of speech. Didn't know numbers or letters or anything. It's like well, you guys. Having... You guys have an amazing episode of Teddy in the Basement yeah. about. I encourage everyone to listen. To that. It's my favorite episode of you guys' Thank you. show. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so uh, but you also have some books. I do have some books. I have. Uh, I, in fact, I was going to tell you, and I might as well tell you now, is that I'm just finishing up on the the final edit. I've been saying that forever, but it is. I'm literally on the last pages. And once I make these changes, I'm going to send it to you before I even send it to the the printer to get it done. Because I want you just to to read it because Evan did the most amazing job well, on my first book, uh, Audible, on my first book. There are women all over the country fell in love with your voice. Yes. Yeah, well, push them towards me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from any of them. My well, Facebook is public, you know. <laughs> Well, I, have, I mean, I've I've had a lot of people tell me personally they loved your voice. They the loved you. They're in England and Australia. Yeah, and I'll travel Ireland. <laughs> but yeah, um, and the the book that Evan has done already and did the most amazing job on is Her Minder, Book One of uh, the uh, the Doctor is the the name of the book. Book One, uh, one of the Her Minder series. Next book's coming out. It's called The Chine. And uh, it delves a little bit deeper into things, and you are going to do an awesome job. I can't on it. wait. I gotta refamiliarize myself with the character voices. I yeah, do. you will. You'll have to go back and listen to yourself. But it, I hate doing that. I know. <laughs> but it, it's a. I think it's a fun book. I think you'll be. Um, I think you'll enjoy reading it. I hope so. Anyway, I and if you're out there, 
And you're one of the ladies that Terry has said enjoyed my voice. And I believe the quote was, drips with sexuality. Yeah. It's Evan Harris, Google South Carolina on Twitter. Not female Evan Harris. There is a female there Evan a female. Harris in town. But Evan Harris on Facebook, you know, just message me. You know, you want to? <laughs> not to sound too desperate. No, not desperation at all. (laughs) Well, thank you for letting me mostly babble about Elizabeth I. It's not babble. It was a fascinating conversation. (laughs) And I thank you guys for coming on. And who knows? Because I have no idea when this episode is going (laughs) up. But one more time, thank you guys. It's been a fascinating conversation. I hope you guys had a great time. I hope you guys listening had a great time. And I also hope you got lucky tonight. Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.